Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, here we are. Uh, so for the last time until the next time, Andy. Yes. Uh, it was me and you. Did you have a nice time? I did. It was very good fun. Thank you very much for sitting in uh, for Paul. It's a total pleasure. I feel I've learned so much. <laughs> if only you had. <laughs> <laughs> honestly no i just get more stubborn no you know your best i you see how you know i'm not sure you've managed me the, in the best way possible you see if you'd not reacted to pierre emmerich aubergine then i wouldn't it wouldn't have been like it was a bit like uh when i was doing the news i was a newsreader on the uh, uh peterborough breakfast and the God, you've done some yeah. great jobs. <laughs> and the presenter turned to me the presenter turned to me and he said listen i don't mind you you know joining in yeah but he said this with no irony. He just said, but as Tom O'Connor says on Crosswit, I do the gags. So once he, <laughs> once he said that to me, I was like, well, here we go, son. I bet he's got sunk without trace, hasn't he, that fella? <laughs> I don't Honestly, know where he, these he was quite a nice fella, but it was a great line. <laughs> so uh, it was like a red rag to a ball. He deserved to be working on Radio Peterborough. I, uh, I very person. much hope Scott in Eastbourne <laughs> texts Aubergine to your show for the rest of time. <laughs> Uh, but there were some good bits today. Yeah, we were very fascinating chat about football kits mm. that we're both quite passionate about. Mm. A couple of guys came in to talk about that from classic football shirts. Mm. Uh, we had some a bit of a laugh. We talked about last night's game, a few bits and pieces, and then you came up with a very good survey. Yeah, it was good. Yes, I enjoyed that. Thanks. So I played the part of the interviewer. Mm. You played the part of a well-known 80s footballer. I did, yeah. And, uh, that yeah. I'd never heard of. No, but I had, so yeah. we were all right. Yeah. Uh, here it is. Uh, Paul back tomorrow. Marvellous. Cheers, guys. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, good afternoon. And how are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. So before we talk about last night's game, which we're going to do, I'm just going to give you my favourite story of the day. This okay, yes, please. Brilliant story. This. Dog walker Jade Barwell, 30, mm -hmm. took a live grenade home thinking it was a potato. <laughs> After a pet, she obviously doesn't eat a lot of vegetables, this woman. <laughs> After a pet dug it up at Clifton in Knotts, a boyfriend called the police and the army blew it up. I mean, how, how do you do that? <laughs> it's a clearly clear difference between a potato and a hand grenade. Would you like uh, footballers that sound like tubers? Or, uh, I think it's huge pressure on today's show. It's very exciting. Is it? So I sensed the cracks appearing yesterday in our relationship <laughs> as, as I read out Pierre-Emerick Aubergine. <laughs> and I bought, I bought, you know, some notes. I, I, yeah, I, but you I, only did those notes for the Guardian Football Weekly, didn't you? No, no, not true. <laughs> okay. um, uh, Ryan says, um, uh, hi, Max, 
time in Great Missenden, Buckinghamshire. I can confirm Jack Rodwell isn't in the vicinity. <laughs> That's good. Uh, please let us know. Uh, if, you, if you have a look around, wherever you are, we'll find out. So we can help Chris Common locate Jack Rodwell. You know, I took mm. notes on the game. Okay, because, you yeah, know, so what, what, do you got, what do you got? I've got notes. Well, okay, so I began, yes. right, and this is interesting when we talk about those football shirts. Yeah. Like the first note I took mm. in the first minute is of all those massively famous teams, okay, the mm. classic teams of European mm. football, the Bayern Munich kit does almost nothing for me. It's it's got an Ensley League feel, in my opinion. Ensley League. My second note is that Kate. I wrote this. Kate I once wrote a song for Ensley. Did you for an advert? Okay. That's a whole other. How did it go? I think it was something like Ensley, a better deal. Well, it's, it still could be. It still could be. I wrote. I won't Kate, sing it for you. Kate or Navas? I said, long-haired goalkeepers, not for me. And I I made this note before the first goal, where he just mm. jumped out of the way. You had you had uh, nothing to say about uh, Owen Hargreaves. Oh, okay. Carry on, carry <laughs> yeah. on, because I've, I've I've got the point. I believe that you were going to bring up about <laughs> Owen Hargreaves. No, no, I've got here. Owen said a lively start here, really high energy. You think you couldn't say the word really high energy with less energy if <laughs> well, you tried? The moment I thought you would pick up on Owen Hargreaves, because I know you're a big fan of his. I of really his work, am. Thanks, Max. Um, was when Ribery the ball went through to Ribery. Mm. Uh, and he just knocked it with his shin. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. And Owen Hargreaves said, that's a poor touch from Ribery. <laughs> and, and, and I've written, Andy will comment on this. Um, uh, another note I have is... Uh, uh, say it as you see, as yeah. Roy Walker would say. <laughs> <laughs> if, um, if you were to build a footballer, okay, of all the best parts yeah. of, of footballers, would you take Luke, the outside of Luka Modric's right foot? I believe that is the best outside of a right foot in the game. He didn't have a good game. I mean, I thought the game was pretty oh, terrible. It was a terrible game, wasn't it? The quality was so lacking. Ronaldo, was that his worst shot ever in the Champions League? I mean, really, really. He looked at the pitch. Of course, we all do that, don't we? But uh, it just summed up the whole game, that, for me. It was, there was very little quality. That was a great moment in the 67th minute uh, where uh, the commentator blamed the foreign director, which I'm always a huge fan of, mm. not showing enough mm. replays. Well, I thought he had a point. Darren Fletcher. Well, he maybe he point. did have a point, but I, I just enjoy it whenever that happens. It's sort of <laughs> Champions League bingo for away games. Yeah. Um, Thomas Francis says Jack Rodwell not cleaning windows mm. in the Algarve, if it helps. Uh, Joe, just got out of the shower, can confirm Jack Rodwell not in my bathroom. Uh, David, uh, I'm in Telford heading to Tamworth. Jack Rodwell isn't in Telford. I'll let you know if I see him in Tamworth. <laughs> That's good. Uh, uh, Rio had a problem saying Zinedine Zidane, mm. but we all do. I mean, Zinedine Zidane. It's, it's, it is a difficult name for commentators and broadcasters, I, I feel. I liked how they moved Rio nearer. They changed the formation of, uh, of, of Ferdinand, Lampard and Gerard Because I suspect if they kept putting them in the same place, mm. people would start making jokes about Gerard and Lampard and whether they can broadcast on the same show together. <laughs> I think it's in the minds uh, of the BT execs to keep shuffling the pack keep moving them it around. It's interesting, doesn't it? Uh, it was very, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of Steve McManaman. I think he's a good commentator, but he, uh, I think, you, you obviously, obviously Tuesday night was amazing for anybody connected with Liverpool. And uh, But I think even if it had been 5 all with five overhead kicks from Cristiano Ronaldo, it still wasn't going to be as good as Tuesday night for Steve. How, how much are we crediting Ronaldo with Marcelo's goal? Because he, he went, he did what mm. is now, uh, well, he's patented as the overhead kick fake, where he turned was about to do an overhead kick, didn't, but the Bayern Munich defence completely stopped. So Marcelo that's could good, put it in the corner. That's a good corner. observation. Thank, yeah. you very, thank you so much. Look, I really wanted to step it up today. You've done well, man. That's, thanks I'm so in, much. I'm impressed. I mean, I've got nothing left. 
Um, you know, <laughs> what for three hours? <laughs> I'm out. But <laughs> I'm out of my it. My theory is, if you start well in a football match or a show, yeah, I think the rest of it just well, takes true. care of itself. You're frankly. not going to talk about hand grenade for a potato. No, that is really marvellous, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> Uh, Sam my... says I can confirm Jack Robwell not at the Vets for Pets <laughs> surgery in Stafford. Uh, Jamo, I'm in Sydney, Australia. Jack Robwell not in my suburb of Mansfield. I can't account for the entire city. Uh, Jamie says Jack Rodwell is not in my bathroom. I mean, I, we could do three hours on this. No, we're not. That's <laughs> enough Jack Rodwell ones that you're reading out. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, this is my second favourite of the day. This is a text from uh, Jimmy. He wrote to the Daily Star with this one. Mm-hmm. Prince George looks a very thoughtful and wise young master. The monarchy will be safe with this king. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Well, he no, was but, with four years old. You can't tell. Well, no, but the implication is that it's, you know, the whole, basically the whole of the Commonwealth is in total strife until he gets there, <laughs> isn't it? He's looked at all the other, you know, all the others in line before George, and he's terrified. <laughs> we just must wait. Ah, marvellous stuff. Good. Um, well, are you happy now? I well, mean, I, very I, happy I can just tell you, all I can do is tell you where Jack Robwell isn't. <laughs> Tell us what's coming up on the rest of the show. That'll be good. Oh, yeah, well, we got a big stash. You heard at the start of the news, mm. didn't you, at one o'clock, this story about um, uh, Wembley Stadium mm. uh, being sold to the Fulham owner. Uh, I presume it's not for Fulham. You have to think it's something to do with the NFL. You have to think it's to do with the, a London franchise. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think from the... It's an interesting one. It would be great if... But I would imagine whoever owns Wembley would still want the semi-finals there. But it would be fantastic if... You know, this would allow the FA to play the semi-finals. You know, go back to sort of Villa Park and places like that. I completely agree. Things. I, think I mean, everybody feels there that. are a number of things that should definitely not exist in football anymore. Semi-finals mm. at Wembley is one. Away goals, obviously, is another. We should absolutely get rid of. Do we have time to mention the amazing piece of control from Marcelo, which was the only oh, good yeah, bit? There was a bit of class. It, it was there. a little bit of Berbatov mm. in there. Who I I would pay to watch control. They're a funny kick. team, Real Madrid, aren't they? Even when they're not playing well, they said that they made this point last night. They do find a way. I mean, you fancy Liverpool to have a chance, and if they get through, that they've got a great chance in this final. Presumably, they're going to play Real Madrid. So I suppose it doesn't. But you... they somehow about them. They just sort of somehow dig it out. I mean, last night, how you look at the end of the game, you think, how did Bayern lose this game? They had so many chances and so many opportunities. But do you think it was? I mean, sometimes I think we forget that when a team is playing, they are playing against another team who are trying to stop them doing what they're doing. So you've got lots of good footballers trying to stop you, trying to do what you're doing. But it did seem a game... If I was a Liverpool fan watching that, I would sit there and go, are these really the two of the best four teams in Europe? And I would be very, I'd be well, very I think they confident. Are. And they, those teams will be both. It won't be Bayern, I don't think. But if, even if it is, both those teams will be tighter against Liverpool than Roma were. That's that's for sure. But, yeah, you know. I think you're uh, right. Bayern got so many injuries. It didn't help. It was annoying when uh, Robin had to go off so early. Really. Yeah, it made them pretty lopsided. Hmm. I thought. Um, but it was like two old boxers. Sort of. It was. Just, well, both you know, both they made that point as well. You know, both teams have, have looked pretty similar for the last couple of years. They and probably that, could do with refreshing. And that happens in Sunday League. You know, your best player pulls a hammy, and then someone else goes off after thirty. And then for the, the last mm. half an hour, you're just looking around, going, "God, I don't think we've got enough." Or you know, maybe we can get someone who's playing in the threes game over on the other pitch. Um, you, <laughs> they did that. You are. <laughs> What's his name? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Not Aaron Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. We'll do that again. Uh, right, you are listening to Hawksby and Jacobs. Max in for Paul today. Uh, we're here to- the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Now, Andy, you've interviewed many footballers, haven't I you? I have, yeah. Some happy and, uh, you know, uh, gregarious and good talkers, some less so. 
Mm. Would be fair to say? Yeah, that's yes. very true. In, in yeah. my experience as well. Some of you may have seen this on social media today. But it's an interview from a magazine, a bit like that uh, refocus feature you did that I really yeah. enjoyed where you oh, asked yeah, yeah. ex-pros fun, wasn't it? Yeah. if they could remember anything they'd said. Anyway, there's one doing the rounds on social media with Derek Hale. Now, I know nothing about Derek Hale. You can... You can uh, and some of the younger listeners may not know about him as a footballer. He played for Charlton. He had yeah. a wonderful beard. Uh, he was a tremendous scorer of goals. Uh, very prolific. Um, probably most famous, like we were talking about this before, about how people only remember the worst things about you. Probably the most famous thing is his fight on the pitch with uh, Mike Flanagan when they both got sent off. So anyway, a magazine uh, back in the uh, 70s or 80s would have done an interview with him. Uh, we have uh, You have the questions. I have the art. Quite long, Andy, but go with it. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll go uh, with it as long as, <laughs> as long as the producer and I are awake. <laughs> I am Derek Hales. This is the interview that Derek Hales did. Uh, full name? Derek David Hales. Birthplace? Lower Halstow, Kent. Birth date? 15th of 12.51. Weight? Uh, 11 stone 7. Height? 5'9". Could have missed all of that out. Married? Yes, to Carol. <laughs> Car? Volvo. Pets? None. Previous clubs? Luton, Charlton, Derby, West Ham. Okay. Job or trade before turning pro? I worked in a post office, telecommunications. Fair enough. Nickname at club? None. Not even Halesy? <laughs> None. <laughs> or, yes, worst, worst ever injury? Groin injury last season. Hmm. Be lucky then. Favourite British player this and it, why? This is where it gets good. None. <laughs> None. None. <laughs> Favourite foreign player and why? None. Oh, he was obviously dashing this off in a in a, in a hurry. Favourite British side? Don't have one. And don't have one. Best ever British side? None. Best ever international eleven? None. <laughs> Did he get paid for this? <laughs> Favourite away ground? Don't have one. Favourite stadium which you've played? None in particular. Best goal scored? I enjoy all the goals I score. <laughs> oh, he was being awkward, wasn't he, Derek? Best goal seen scored? Don't have a favourite. Okay. Most difficult opponent? All opponents <laughs> have a job to do. <laughs> He's bland, isn't he? Most memorable match? I don't have one. <laughs> Biggest thrill? Birth of my son, Danny, a few weeks ago. Oh, you can't argue with that. Biggest disappointment? Being treated unfairly. Oh. Favourite other sports? Golf and shooting wildfowl. Oh, I thought that was going to be none. Uh, miscellaneous likes, none. Going out shooting. <laughs> really? Miscellaneous dislikes? Tolerating boring people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Derek are sort of kindred spirits, really. <laughs> I might start having a fight with you in the middle of the show. <laughs> we can both be sent off. Favourite TV show? Tom and Jerry. Really? Yeah. <laughs> TV show you always turn off. Coronation Street Crossroads. Oh, well, I agree with you on Crossroads. Okay. That was terrible. That was. Favourite reading? Science fiction. Uh, okay. Bit, nothing more specific than that. <laughs> Sorry. The wife doesn't read to him or anything like that. <laughs> no. no. Favourite singers? Bob Dylan, Shirley Bassey. Well, you know, both good. Favourite meal? Steak. Meat pudding. Oh, well, Of course enough. it is. <laughs> yeah. Best country visited? Israel. Oh. Interesting, that yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Favourite holiday sports? Rome. Holiday spots. Oh, it says sports. Oh, okay, well, that's a poor <laughs> translation. <laughs> Shooting wildfowl. <laughs> Favourite actor? Clint Eastwood. Best film film seen this year? I don't go to the cinema. Well, how does he know about Clint Eastwood? <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me these difficult questions. <laughs> Best friend? My family. <laughs> Biggest influence on career? People who've given me a chance. Biggest drag in soccer? Coach travelling. Superstitions? <laughs> None. Pre-match meal? Scrambled egg. I thought you say none. <laughs> International honours? None. None. Personal ambition? None. none. No, to be happy. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Oh, well, fair enough. Professional ambition. Keeping fit. If you, well, he had a groin strain his whole career. <laughs> that certainly worked for him. If you weren't a footballer, what would you be? Don't know. Okay. Career after playing. Haven't thought about it because I want to keep playing. <laughs> well, you had to give up at some point. <laughs> yeah. Best youngster in the game? None. None? <laughs> I love Derek Hales. Derek's great. Isn't he? Which person in the world would you most like to meet? No one in particular. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and advice to youngsters? Well, none because you don't think any of them any good. But oh, what no. about advice to youngsters? Don't think the game is all honey. There you go. <laughs> the or world, honey G. The world according to... Do you know what? I have a confession to make. Oh, yeah. Have you booked uh, her for your wedding? I haven't booked honey G for my wedding. <laughs> okay. uh, no. To the when, M, to the A, to the X. When you, when you were uh, <laughs> debating whether to admit to Mrs. Jacobs reading to you in bed, yes. book at bedtime, yeah. it's a very personal mm. thing. You mm. didn't necessarily want to tell the nation, tell mm. the millions of people that listen. I didn't at the time say that I actually... I do exactly the same thing. I read not necessarily a novel... But I'll get the week. It's a good magazine. Mm. I will read until the future Mrs. Rushton falls asleep. <laughs> so, so, so I do book at bedtime as well. Oh, that was me laughing sweet. at you. Yeah, isn't it sweet? But we're both romantic mm. guys. I've just seen a note I made during the chat about football shirts. You know, we were looking at that one with the big shrimps on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it worn by Prawnwright Phillips? But we don't want any more of those. <laughs> Hang on a second. Where's the threshold there, Jacobs? <laughs> None. Those in glass houses. <laughs> I'll, I'll start talking about Pierre Van Hoydunk in a minute. But <laughs> anyway, uh, you are listening. He's in Harry and Jimmy Cooper's novel, which isn't actually happening, apparently. No, it isn't, which is a great shame, isn't it? Uh, right. Thank you very much. That was the Derek Hales interview. Uh, We'll be back in a couple of seconds. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon. You are listening to Hawksby and Jacobs on Talksport. Max in for Paul today. Uh, very pleased to say that Annie and I have been joined in the studio by uh, Douglas Beerton and Matthew Dale uh, from Classic Football Shirts. Uh, you've got uh, an exhibition uh, called The Fabric of Football in London. Uh, some of the greatest. Uh, old football shirts, some of the best and some of the worst, uh, I presume as well, and a, a tie-in with the Bobby Moore Fund as well. Um, 
my opening question, because I was just flicking through this uh, programme you've given us, and I found Denmark's 86 shirt, and I've got a thing about Hummel kits. If you were to pick, you know, on, on your desert island and you can only take one shirt, Douglas, which uh, which one would it be? Uh, it's an impossible question, uh, but I'd have to say uh, the Germany shirt from the 1990 World Cup, the one with the flag yeah. on the front. That's the one that really got me into it uh, 12 years ago, a classic football shirt. Desperately trying to find one to walk around university, like stand out, be a bit different. Uh, yeah, couldn't find one. So me and Matt ended up setting up classic football shirts, which is all about classic football shirts, you know. <laughs> That's what he says on the tip. Yeah, yeah, what, 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 what shirt would you... I was going to say the same one, but seeing you taking it, the mic, um, I'll too. probably go for like a Holland 88 one. That's a classic. Yeah, an too. absolute classic. Like it's a real standout design. We actually had Ruth Hullet down for the first event we did. And he said he absolutely hated it. He said it was like fish scales and <laughs> who was the person that designed it and everything. But, yeah. it's um, It looks to be... Tell us a bit about because it's an exhibition and it's a pop-up shop. Tell us where it is and how long it's on for and where people can go and see it. Um, so the exhibition is on Bethnal Green Road, uh, just at the top of Brick Lane. Um, and then we've got a pop-up shop just around the corner on Cheshire Street. It's like a two-minute walk, so they're quite close to each other. Um, it's been open since Monday and it closes on Sunday. It's pretty busy at the moment, but yeah, it's brilliant. And you had an exhibition, I remember, because you invited us to uh, at the National Football Museum. Yeah, 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 that's right. About a month ago, we started a partnership with the National Football Museum. Uh, we've got a permanent display in there, but with football shirts, there's just so many of them that you want to show off, and we've got just such a massive collection. Uh, so we basically started a touring museum, which is Fabric of Football. Uh, so it's like 500 of the greatest football shirts of all time. Obviously, it's quite subjective. We've got everything ranging from, you know, the Holland 88 shirt, an actual match-worn version worn by Ronald Koeman against England, through to a shirt covered in frozen prawns and everything <laughs> in between. In front of it. Yeah. So, I mean, Which club's that for? Uh, it's a, sm- a Spanish uh, third division team called Loja. Um, we've had to work very hard to track those down. And the president of the club just can't believe that we've ordered a thousand of them. Uh, (laughs) We're basically trying to get as many people down on Brick Lane to wear them because apparently, like Mark of the paper, are going to come over and try and do a feature on like why why is everyone wearing locker shirts? It's an amazing story that you know. Do you ever think when you first started on this journey, this would be? This is how you, you know, this is your job. It's ridiculous, no. isn't it? No, I mean, it was to avoid getting a real job was how we got into it. Um, 12 years later, yeah, we've got um, 40 people working for the company. We've we've got half a million, stock, half yeah. a million units of stock. We've got, you know, we did a, the, the the exhibition with uh, Juan Mata, Rude Ullett, Yari Littman, and, um, and we've got customers all around the world. And obviously the best thing about it is, all the best shirts. Yeah, so I mean, how do you find them, and where? Because a lot of this is old stock, and yeah, say, yeah. match worn, some, some not, some replica stuff. I mean, is it is it hard to sort of keep the stocks up? Um, it is quite hard, but at the same time, we have also appreciated a hell of a lot of stock that we haven't processed. But um, for the more recent sort of products, we'll deal with brands and clubs to kind of clear their excess stock end of the season. Um, for the other shirts, it tends to be kind of you know like. We'll have we'll have a sell shirt option on the website. So if anyone if anyone has any spare shirts that they want to swap over, 
we can offer them, like yeah. an exchange process. It's incredible what people have got in their wardrobe in a bottom of a drawer. You know, they went on holiday in the 80s to Milan and they've got a, a, an AC Milan shirt that's worth a couple of hundred pounds. So, um, I mean, a lot of the shirts in the exhibition are, are match-worn shirts which come directly from players. You know, the uh, players tend to swap shirts after international matches and Champions League matches and... Yeah, it's, uh, there's some really rare shirts that were never even available for sale. It's funny because we were talking about this last week on the show about uh, when players swap a shirt. I can't remember which two players it was, but one was I think one was Cristiano Ronaldo. I think the other was a player less interesting. <laughs> and obviously the, the Cristiano shirt will be kept by that bloke. But the other shirt, I suppose, yeah. will just... Well, that's yeah, it. Which end up in your shop. Michael Bridges, weren't we? That happened yeah. to him, I think. I think he swapped with, I can't remember who it was, like Costa Curta. Costa Curta, And yeah. he said he saw, like, Costa Curta just chuck his shirt away. That's what I thought happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had the sense that might be the case. Is there is there a Holy Grail shirt? I mean, is there a shirt that you have been trying to fight, you just can't get your hands on? Um, yeah. We're kind of maybe a bit more alternative. It's not the greatest question. Like, last, yeah. about a month ago, we started watching... Was it the 92 African Nations Cup? Yeah. Um, and there were some absolutely crazy shirts on there. Like the Nigeria shirt is just, you could only get it as like a player version, really. So it's those kind of, pretty much for every team, there's always one shirt that they might have only worn once due to like a kit clash or like a particular yeah. reason. It's always those shirts. Well, that... What's quite mind-blowing about the exhibition is that it's essentially full of holy grails. You've got people coming in and just like nearly collapsing because... <laughs> There's not one Holland 88, there's three of them. You know, there's not one Denmark 86, there's the away version with a cow sponsor. You know, there's it's just, amazing, it, it's yeah. just full of holy grail. So, if you're a club fan, say for example, you're a United fan, you're wearing the kind of, I, I associate yeah. that shirt with sort of Brian McClare, Lee Sharp. It was my first of, ever shirt yeah. when I was a kid. It's great. And I'd imagine a lot of United fans would love to own that shirt. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, I, I always wanted this shirt. You know, it, was, it was my first shirt, but to have a long sleeve version, which was only available for the players, that was a, that was a bit of a dream. But um, shirts are just like uh, everybody's got their own personal favourite. Different ones mean mean different things to you know. Like what was your first match? You know, like what first match down at the pub that you can remember watching? You know, first um, playing five aside like ten years ago. And I think World Cups are an interesting reference point because. You know, everyone sort of remembers where they were, you know, four years ago and then their first World Cup and those moments growing up really takes you back on a journey. The England-Italian 90, that's a good yeah, That's oh, a good shirt. I mean, it's no, the Linfox Cambridge United 87 <laughs> one worn by Lindsay Smith and Steve Spriggs. But I used to, I always name them by their sponsors because that's a sort of, the first thing that you see, I don't know if that's just me. Yeah, well, they, yeah. Were, they were one of the first teams sponsored by Nike as well. So that was like, I think they were pretty yeah. much... No, uh, apart, Sunderland, apart Sunderland was the, the first, first UK yeah. team, yeah. But after that, it was Cambridge. But yeah, the sponsors are really iconic. You know, you think Arsenal, JVC, Tottenham, mm. Holston, mm. Man United, Sharp. And, yeah. you know, when you see that, you know, it really takes you back. I had this one, the Chelsea, the grey and orange under Hoddle. That yeah. One. And then... Actually, I moved last year and I chucked away loads of this stuff, which is really... We can sort you out. Really probably find tragedy. it back in the no, I would have, I would have <laughs> given it to you. Um, we should say that if people come along, there's an official programme. I mean, I'd say this is worth... Is there a price of admission? Uh, it's, uh, it's free entry. The, the programme's £5. It's well worth um, it because yeah. there's an incredible reference book and I was complimenting you on the notes that you've written about each shirt, which are excellent and... Thank really, you. really interesting. So yeah. that, that's worth it on its own. I'd say. Yeah, thank you very much. And the the, the exhibition, we like to think it's like uh, an education in football shirts as well. You know, you can learn a lot from 
little features about what's the difference between a player's shirt and a replica shirt, what's the difference between shirts worn in the Champions League and the Premier League. Mm. Um, there's a lot of knowledge that you can absorb. There's, yeah, there's some really subtle differences that maybe you wouldn't know. Like, say, remember the Man United 94 shirt that had the big stadium in it? Um, the ones that were sold in the shop had like an Omro logo in the actual stadium. But for the Champions League, they weren't allowed to sort of have branding, sort of like two different brands on there. So they had to remove the Umbro from the stadium, which is like, which makes it like... Yeah, it's, this is very really, specialist really knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Once you yeah. see it, you can't see it. You, out here. <laughs> well, you know, for, for one of these really rare shirts, how, what, what sort of money it changes hands for, for you know... I mean, anything. It's, it's what someone's willing to pay for, for something. Mm. I mean, if you think about... Uh, George Bass, um, George uh, Jeffers, sorry, wanted half a million pounds for his '66 uh, World Cup final shirt. Uh, Pele shirt from 1970 sold for over a hundred thousand pounds. I mean, we haven't sold the shirt for that much, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, collectors. You know, will will do what it takes in order to put something in their collection. And I know myself, I pay a lot to, in order to put put together the exhibition. Uh, and what's the connection with the Bobby Moore Fund? Because it's Football Shirt mm. Friday. Football the Bobby Shirt Moore Friday, Fund is yeah, such a, it's a partnership. So we're like encouraging, um, and the Bobby Moore Fund are encouraging everyone to wear a football shirt to work tomorrow. Um, and then you pay, I think it's one or two pounds to the Bobby Moore Fund in order to do that and just to raise awareness do you know how you do it? Can you just text the, the con- contribution? I think so, yeah. 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 We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll be, we'll be taking we'll social media yeah. things at the, at the venue. Because we all take part in it here. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. You know, and let's just go through some of these. We've done the prawn one. You've got yeah. the famous Dave Seaman one from the from this 96. Like a pack one, of yeah. Skittles on Euro, a shirt. Euro, yeah. And then we've got a Cameroon 2004. Oh, it's like a jumpsuit all in one. Controversial, wow. something else. I remember it's a that. bit tricky to get into. You have to take the zips down the shoulder. <laughs> um, it actually got banned by FIFA, but Cameroon decided to ignore the ban, and then they got a deducted points for like you a see, World you, Cup qualification. You know, it's really wonderful. But somebody, where yeah. did you get that from? Sorry, Max. Where, where um, did you get so that from? Th- this again, this has come from a wholesaler. I think it was the excess stock, probably because it got banned. They had like quite a lot left over, um, and they'd had it in storage for about. We only picked it up about yeah, a year or two years. ago, so they've had it. It's from 2004, so they had it in storage for it's about. It's a totally years. ridiculous idea. And pulls yeah. your shirt, and you'll be naked. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it sort of just questions like, like, what is a football kit? And FIFA decided that you know it had to be a separate shirt and shorts and socks in order to make a football sh- football shirt. So oh. they really tested the rules. We I did love... actually have one. Someone actually bought one in the shop the other day as well. They had to try it on, but it took about ten minutes to try it on. <laughs> and, and he was a fit lad as well, and he, and he really struggled to get into it. I love the idea of you know rude hullet of players really enjoying playing in in shirts and that that sort of truth that if you Mm. are comfortable in what you're wearing you are better at what you do yeah yeah it must must be most true for sport i think i think there's there's a story that when he went to psv he actually tried to change the kit to make it more simple and when he and when he was um at the event last month that's what he said he said he didn't like the shirts that had loads of stuff going on he just wanted it nice clean Sort of like yeah. a crisp shirt. Yeah. I did hear a, a suggestion this week, and I know the NFL do this, and uh, they they the, what we call the throwback shirt. Yeah. So they'll have a weekend in the NFL where everybody wears like Green Bay wear the shirt they wore in the '30s, sort of thing, and they do look amazing. And there's a there's a thought that this could be some kind of charity thing that the the Premier League could do this for one yeah, weekend. Be a yeah, I think yeah. it's a brilliant idea, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, really it is like kind that. of happening at. at at the World Cup, isn't it? Like, uh, there's a lot of designs that are being heavily influenced, like pretty much to the point where you yeah. can see the same pattern. Yeah, you've got Germany it? wearing the flag pattern again. You've got Spain wearing the sash pattern from '94 uh, World Cup. Uh, Nigeria have got like Nigeria, a retro design. Colombia, um, 
Sweden. Even England have gone pretty much traditional, yeah, isn't it? The, the yeah. World Cup. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That means Good. we're going to win it. Steve Gunas says uh, <laughs> uh, there's a club called Arsenal in Argentina. I've been trying for ages to get hold Arsenal of Arsenal de Sarandi. There is one at the shop. There is uh, one there in is the shop. Yeah. Yeah. There That's you go, the Steve. Pull it out, yeah. Uh, and Football Shirt Friday. Uh, it's hashtag Football Shirt Friday tomorrow. Uh, if you text Bobby to 70200, so 7200, to donate £5. Uh, obviously, all the funds go to uh, research into bowel cancer. Wear your football shirt tomorrow. Uh, gentlemen, thanks so much for coming. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Absolutely Thank you. fascinating. Uh, you are listening uh, to Hawksby and Jacobs on TalkSport. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. No thanks at all. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.